connection, YouTube tells me. All right, we're live on YouTube. We're on the internet. We're alive on here. Okay. And... Like most things, I get excited before they happen. (laughs) (laughs) A little premature. A little premature. (laughs) Now we're live on YouTube. Man. Sweet. It's a big deal in 2023. I know. We're only 15 years behind... Everybody else that's big on YouTube, no big deal. Yeah, there's overnight sensations. I'm just going to start reviewing kids' toys and make a, make a small <laughs> fortune. 40-year-old man. I know. It's a little weird, but uh, I've, seen the kids, I've seen the kids making money on it, so it's I'm like, going to try. a seven-year-old can do it. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, missing the point. Uh, well, speaking well, of we YouTube have, and like yeah, uh, all the product reviews and stuff, this is sort of like that, but a little different. This is... Um, Mm-hmm. This is somewhat inspired by conversations that Ross and I have had really just trying to help each other out in different ways. You know, what do you think about this product or what do you think about that? Or what are you wearing this season? So mm-hmm. it kind of culminated tonight. <laughs> yeah. What are you wearing tonight? What are you wearing right now? <laughs> um, but, or what are you using right now? Whatever the question may be. <laughs> um, we decided that with Christmas upon us, like everybody, like myself and everyone else I know, we're all too busy. We're all last minute shoppers. Um, online is a great way to access this stuff. So we thought we would just give some gift ideas. And first and foremost, I want to preface Ross and I are neither paid nor endorsed necessarily by anyone. We have some working friendships that have become partnerships on this podcast. And there will be some products from like born primitive, uh, Montana knife company. There will be products, but those are things. If you look at any photo of me in the field, I'm wearing those things and I'm not paid to wear them. I'm not asked to wear them. I got the gear to test some and it was really, really good. That evolved into Ross getting some of the gear and whatnot. And then it evolved into this podcast um, kind of partnership that we have going with them. But there are companies out there that we have no contact with whatsoever that we're going to be representing as well. And I just want you guys to understand, I know and understand as well as anybody alive, how far a dollar goes and how far a dollar doesn't. And right now, anything that I say in this list is because I've used it repeatedly, would spend my own money on it, have spent my own money on it, and would look you in the face, shake your hand and say, I believe this will satisfy whatever you're looking for in this type of product. And I know Ross feels the yep. same. Yeah. And and also, it's just, we wanted to do it because we check in on this stuff with each other a lot, but also we get all kinds of messages about you know what... <sighs> whether it's apparel, whether it's hunting stuff, you mm-hmm. know, we've done a lot of the archery episodes already with startups for there. Um, but it's like, well, what do you guys like about this? Or, you know, yeah. and, and one of the messages that we got recently was, um, you know, I, I'd rather have stuff that you guys have tested and like used personally and be like, I'd, I'd actually rather not recommend this product. Like those kind yeah. of uh, things are just as important as well, but we're not going to do so much of that today because we wanted to highlight some of the things that we actually have really, especially in this last year, a lot of these things have been things that we've kind of put through the ringer mm-hmm. to a degree um, in the last year plus. And so we really wanted to just take this to kind of kill two birds with one stone and be like, we're answering questions that we get all the time about what we use, but then also like, Oh, here's great yeah. time of year to like go out. And uh, you did something cool in the message that you sent me where you kind of even broke it down uh, budget wise too. like, yeah. you have some under $50 items under hundred, 200, 500, like just depending on your budget, you know, what, how much you love your, how much you love your man, you know, I love we'll just you put this it there. dollar amount. worth. <laughs> <laughs> now, but what I was going to say, it would be hilarious to do um, 
it would be also like scorched earth as far as like any future promotions. But if you did a like, do not buy this, <laughs> just a straight episode of man blacklisted products. Yeah, I would, I would have some really sore. Uh, I don't know. I'd have some people pretty pissed off at me, I believe, but 100%. anything I could say on that episode would be absolute truth. And if you scroll back throughout my Instagram and see what I'm no longer using, the truth is in there. So, well, and a good point to go with that too is like, if you ask, we're never going to not tell you. Yeah. You know, like if there's stuff like that, that we would say, Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. get this or I wouldn't work over here. Like, we're not going to not tell you that if you ask, Yeah, you know, like, well, and the other thing about that too is <clears throat> it's more so that I will give you the reasons that I yeah. no longer use it rather than yeah. just don't use it because I don't, yep. I don't, I don't want to have such a sway of your opinion because I say something, I'll give you, I'll give you anecdotal evidence to consider. And that to me, um, like you said, if somebody asked me that directly about a product, I'm never going to say, don't buy this one or that one. But if they ask me right. about a product that I know I had struggles with, yeah. I will give them that reality. So don't ever hesitate. Um, it's always valuable kind of back and forth because I've had people ask me about things and I ended up learning about a product that I've ended up using or found valuable through that conversation. Yep. So all yep. of it's good. Um, yeah. So let's, you want to crack into it? Yeah, let's do it. The holiday gift guide episode commences. Um, I have these organized kind of by category. Mm-hmm. So we have, uh, we have hunt, we have training, and then I have like food slash supplement kind of like that whole realm sure. of, of, of stuff because that is the three main areas that everything we do kind of revolves around to right. a degree, right? So um, I figured let's just actually, this might be a fun one to start with because it's the lightest, the lightest one for me, but kind of on the, the kitchen slash food slash sups thing, mm-hmm. I think would be a fun place to start. Um, sure. I So if we can do this, we each have kind of our own lists and yep. we can kind of go through a handful of these. We have no idea how long this is going to take, by the way. Years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we get going on stuff like this. It might take a while, but um, I'll just kind of roll through the handful that I have and kind of okay. give a, a a little brief explanation on each where you can find them, who's involved kind of a thing. Um, and we'll just go from there. We'll find a better way to do this as we go along. Yep. Um, first one I have, because no surprise, I'm a giant coffee dude, right? As yep. you guys probably know. Um, recently come into some great coffee that I know you have as well. I'm actually wearing his hat right now, but steady grounds mm-hmm. coffee co um, good friend, George Adams and his wife operate that out of Mississippi. Everything is small batch roasted. Like they make, they literally roast every bag made to order. And it's, it's no joke. I'm not just saying this cause he's a friend and we've done some stuff together work wise now, but like it's seriously some of the best coffee I've ever had. Well, what's and, funny about you saying that is when I posted a uh, story sharing that, um, mm-hmm. a couple of comments rolled in is like, yeah, man, that is a good cup of coffee. So like, yeah, you thought it, I thought it. And you know, what's, what's your go-to if it's not steady grounds, like what's a comparative taste profile and what's your man, flavor I, at steady grounds? Are you to the Mississippi? Yeah. And on that front, I guess this will come out this week, so it won't be technically out yet, but we, George and I are working on one, uh, the nomad roast oh, together that should excellent. be out in the next couple of weeks, which is I appreciate another dark. you guys cut me out of that deal, but that's cool. <laughs> I appreciate it. 
<laughs> which is another dark roast, uh, but it's kind of a blend. Yeah. And so uh, we've been doing some taste testing on that, which is real good. But the Mississippi Midnight is my favorite of theirs currently. Yeah. But the Nomad is taking over that spot, obviously. Sure. But as far as other other brands, you know, the thing I like about what how he does it, because the, kind of the popular thing with a lot of these small batch mm-hmm. places now is this this profile of kind of this tangy like uh, soury almost and it's the 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 same thing happens with beer like that's whatever for whatever reason is like sour beers and kind of this tangy sour taste in coffee is really like the thing that's popular right now and i don't like it at all and i'm much more of a a good solid medium dark to dark roast yep kind of guy which is where you can actually taste the flavor of the coffee beans rather than just like this real weird tangy taste yeah um i don't even know like i the wild river stuff that i used to do was really good i like that one mm-hmm. um if we're going like straight commercial stuff that's you can get like at walmart i've always liked pete's like pete's has yeah. been really good yeah. uh they have some good some good roast but um yeah i would say and, and more so just because of how fresh everything is when George roasted and sends it out made to order like that makes the biggest difference in the world anyways. Like yeah. doesn't really matter on much of that other stuff. If it's been sitting on a shelf for a month and a half, you know, for sure. Well, and that's the thing is like, I'm a cafe Bustelo guy. Like I like the stronger, more espresso. espresso yeah. Yes. So yeah. Cuban coffees, Missi- man, the Mississippi midnight, uh, really touches on that. And then, um, I can't remember the other one that I have right now. It's really good. I would say it is lighter than that, but more of like a, if you wanted, if if I were to introduce somebody to George's coffee, I would probably say here start here because some yep. people don't like that stronger roast, and that Mississippi is like, it is a dark uh, dark roast. It is, and it's it punches you. But let I me like gra- that. Let me. I do too. That's my preference. I mean, I don't want to drink a cup of coffee to drink brown water. Like I want to taste it. I want to get the <laughs> yeah. energy pump and all that stuff. Right. So, um, for me. I'm a cafe Bustelo or cafe Bustelo, however you want to say it. Um, I tend to go to like the, the just black at black rifle or the, the AK, you know, those kind of, uh, yep. flavor profiles from black rifle, something that people might know. I like the Duncan, um, just the Duncan regular decaf at night. If I'm yeah. going to drink some coffee at night, you, you put a, a coffee kit on, on your list. And I actually didn't even open up that link. Was that like a, a coffee maker? Kid. No. So, so what I did is I kind of touched on this from the aspect of like things like those, um, those little things that I enjoy, you know, like just the simple, like textural things that I enjoy or the process things that I enjoy. Yeah. So yeah. for me, that was, um, one of the Chemex pour over coffee kits. Yeah. Okay? You like the Chemex. Yep. So it's, you know, it's 70 bucks. It comes with the carafe. It comes with filters. I think it even comes with a mug and a bag of coffee. But we, we are going to include a link in there. I've been using that uh, for a couple of years now. I got that from my friend Paul at Black Rifle during their edition. But it's just been something that like the novelty of it was like, okay, a friend of mine gave it to me. Use it. Try it out. That's enough. But then I actually liked it. And I could tell the subtle differences between when I made it like that or in a Keurig or in a conventional you know drip over. But the thing about the pour over is, you can control the temperature that you pour at. You can control the speed that you pour at the, the yep. weight of the grains all or the grounds, all of that stuff. So that's one. And for 68 bucks, you can get the whole kit. Like I said, we'll, we'll provide links for this stuff, but the other, other just to touch on coffee as well 
if you followed my, me or my stories at any length of time whatsoever, you have seen these mugs or variations of this company's mugs. I love those mugs. This is Red Bison. Um, yep. They're out of Wyoming, and this is their iconic Red Bison Buffalo mug. I also have one in an elk. Uh, I have a buffalo. Um, it's kind of a, a stein type thing. It's got a gangstered out buffalo with gold flake yep. on it. A couple yep. other things out of there, but... Those run about 40 bucks. It is a small business made in America, made in Wyoming, and it's an, it's a craftsman. It's an artist. So that's my two for the kind of the kitchen thing and maybe one more um, if you wanted to I'm glad you some. brought up the Chemex thing too because I, I do French press yep. for like regular just black drip coffee style things. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we can link an easy French press. There's all kinds of those. You can go to Walmart. Yeah, I mean, those are – and again, um, it's not a better than or, or less than. It's just um, – it's just a style. Like I like a French press too. Um, the yeah. pour over is just something I play a little music. I kind of get things going. It's not like, a, you know, the French press is it's even less. Process. It's even the less hands on, but I am a person who gets satisfaction in building something. So that's it. That's I, what I do I, with the espressos. I, so when I build my when I damn my, cup of coffee, that's right. When I get into my espresso mode, I'm in that same, cause that's why I, I usually do French press in the morning mm-hmm. that, that Molly and I split. And then I'll have like early afternoon, I'll make an espresso, whatever. If it's a, if it's a latte version, sometimes just d- straight double shot of espresso, but like yeah. getting in that whole zone of making and grinding and doing all that. That's kind of where I am with that. So I'll link with which espresso machine I have too. Cause that's an easy one from Amazon. Yep. Um, I have a couple more in this realm. Okay. Um, I did a cooler. Yep. Cause that's something that's easy. Uh, great gift guide as well. Um, been using Cordova stuff. Yep. for a while and they're you know they're local to me their whole warehouse or they make everything is three miles from my house been yeah. out there met the people there met the guy who owns the company gentry he's awesome they make everything right there in the shop and uh i was really sold on it when i watched him do a test next to a yeti mm-hmm. where they i don't know if you saw this video on their instagram or not but they filled a whole cooler i can't remember if it was one of their like larger sized ones filled it with ice shut it locked it did the same thing with a Yeti, filled it with ice, same size, shut it, locked it, and then they dropped both of them off the roof of the warehouse. Yeah. And uh, the Yeti exploded. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they dropped them at the exact same time. The Yeti exploded. Ice was everywhere. It was all dented up, and the Cordova was still sealed shut. There was, like, one little scratch on the bottom. Yeah. And it was just, like, crazy to see it happen. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes a difference to me. You know, I'm putting things through the ringer and dropping them out of the back of trucks <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So, um they were super solid. They also just came out with a whole line of like new drinkware, like mugs and all that kind of stuff. That's really dope. So any of that would be great stocking stuffer type type of gifts in in that regard. Also, uh, I, I lost your audio for one second there. What'd you say as far as stocking stuffers? Uh, they just came out with a whole new line of drinkware. That's actually oh, yeah. in this. Yeah. That's in this week. Actually, I'm gonna go pick some up today um, from the shop. And so, uh, that's going to be, I think it might be available before prior to Christmas, but that they have a whole new line of stuff that's going to be out soon. That's going to be really cool for, for that kind of stuff. You know, a little small, that that'd be in the under $50 category of, of cool gifts. Yeah. Well, and you know, this, these next two that I'm going to throw at you, they kind of still fit into the model of kitchen or not really, not really, but kind of, um, but also in the stocking stuffer. So, I put down the uh, the Montana Knife Company Jackstone. The that's the yeah. that's the knife that I've been really kind of partial to here lately. That's um, Snyder's collab, right? Yeah, that's it's the one it's that essentially one is, yeah. kind of inspired by a Canadian belt knife. 
And if you look at it with all the other profiles, and the reason I'm picking this one, I'll tell you, I use the Speed Goat straight out of the box. I cleaned seven animals with that thing before I sharpened it. Now, animal seven, it was like, it was a pig. So nobody, you know, give me too hard of a time here, but I just wanted to get through the process of it. And there were times where it was like, man, I want to sharpen this thing, but I just took a little more time and still got through it. But seven animals without having to retouch, resharpen, uh, I always do suggest that you resharpen, even in the process of one animal, just keep that thing razor, razor sharp. But they're durable knives. They're any kind of Montana knife company is in that $250 to $300 price range, maybe a little more. Yep. But that is a that is an American-made uh, production knife that I can 100% stand behind. Every single design I have from their field to their kitchen knives, unbelievable. And as a, do you have some of the kitchen knives? I have one of the, let me see. It should be right here. It's around here somewhere. I've got too many knives to count. Honestly, like that's my, <laughs> that's my private obsession is knives, but it's yeah. here somewhere. Um, it is their seven inch chef's blade. Yeah. And that is yeah. a, that is a wonderful knife. It, it, it's actually as good as the fillet knife, which I do have their fillet knife and their tomahawk yep. or their, their hatchet as well. But, um, the fillet knife is just, it's, it's a step above even their chef's knife, but I have filleted skins on fish with that chef's knife. So, yep. you know, $300 knife, Montana knife company, a little more than that. I can give you a bunch of people, but if you have a budget, if you have a budget yep. and you're looking for something a little cheaper than that, uh, Michael Vasquez out of Texas, Vasquez knives. He was mm-hmm. actually the guy that started the obsession for me, met him at rogue American apparel in Texas. He brought me a knife uh, that he had made for me, and it was made from a um, lawnmower blade. But it's it's actually, honest to God, it has been one on my hip more than any other knife I've ever owned. Some of it sentimentality, but a hundred percent of the reason is it is done. It's a workhorse, like it is a yeah. beast of a knife. And he usually runs. Uh, when I met him, he was a little bit cheaper, but he's progressed. So Mike Vasquez, Vasquez knives on Instagram, Montana Knife Company. And as another stocking stuffer that anybody can afford and is on hand, the work sharp knife sharpener. Yep, I got that one. I've got that one too yep. on my list. This is 40 bucks. It's, uh, I was just telling Ross, I sharpened some broadheads uh, yesterday with it. it. It actually works extremely, extremely well for knives, broadheads. I always keep this or a little pocket one in my, in my bino case or my backpack in the field. Yep. Last thing you want is an opportunity on an animal with a dull blade. So that's a, that's a no brainer for me. Um, having a, we should in hindsight and I'm glad we're doing it now, but like categorizing it as a stocking stuffer category would have been good for me to organize what I wrote down a little bit. Easier. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird. It's like, there's a, there's a catch point. There's like a bell curve because it's like yeah. the stocking stuffers are either super cheap and small, or then the, the most expensive things in the world are like super small stocking stuffer worthy. You know what I mean? But you want to have the big stuff under the tree. So. Oh, lost you there. Oh, got you back. All right. Um, let me think. The last two that would I would categorize, these would probably be my last two that I'd categorize on the stocking stuffer category. Um, anything from tacticalories yeah. as far as seasoning, sauces, any of that stuff. I mean, we've we're friends with Casey, and Casey was originally a part of this deal at yeah. the very beginning, too. And so, um, but it's because it's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) You want, I mean, I've never turned someone on to tactic calories that didn't, you know, at least appreciate it. They may not have ordered more, but you know, not everybody's just thinking about spices ahead, but you should, because these are, these are different. These are profiles. Um, 
you know, that he's kind of hand selected for different things. So it's, if you're looking for a chili, he's got that. If you're looking for a steak, he's got that. If you're looking for something a little sweeter, like a rib or, you know, some kind of chicken, he's got all of it. So super good dude, small business, again, great friend to both of us, you know, as far as the support and just being around and being always willing to help. So did I, did I tell you the story about when I brought some stuff down to my parents' house last Christmas and what happened to my mom when I showed her all the stuff? <laughs> Got, I, I think it started with the, I did the turkey last year. I did the full turkey gobbler brine kit last year for Thanksgiving. The, the dip which is, makes the kit the, worth it. The dips. But the brine the is phenomenal. The yeah. Um, and I brought down a couple of sauces and stuff cause we were doing something for Christmas and I was just bringing this. And I think I did the prime rib rub cause I did a brisket mm-hmm. last year with it. And, uh, I can't remember what that one's called. Any, is it, is that carving house? Uh, no, well, the carving house is one of the blends, but it's the prime carver carver's prime. I think it's carver's something prime. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but so we went down, I showed her the stuff. I told her the story. I was like, this, this, you know, it's a good friend of mine. He makes this stuff and it's, it's all killer. Like I haven't found one thing I haven't liked yet. Next time I went down like a month later, she literally had like six bottles of sauce in the fridge and she opened up her drawer and half her spice drawer was like all the various kinds of stuff. I texted Casey. Yeah. I'm like if you got a random order for a ton of stuff to Jerome, Idaho, it was because it was my mom. <laughs> it was great. So the other, the last one I would say in stocking stuffer would be protect. Yeah. Just cause that's something that I use a ton and that's an easy one. Um, hydration wise, they have good, the sleep one is probably my favorite that they make, yep. um, the sleep supplement, but they do great, uh, hydration ones, the watermelon ones. Awesome. But another one, guys that we know guys that are awesome and make good stuff. Like that's the running theme of all of this stuff. It's usually people that we know that we've used their stuff yeah. and it's awesome. Well, Otherwise we wouldn't be using it. Last, uh, last one for me on the stocking stuff or front would be defense soap. Um, again, ah. know these guys, great people. It's a, it started as kind of an antifungal jujitsu soap, but they've evolved yep. it into now it is a healthy skin environment. soap, and they use different tea tree oils and this, that, and the other. And it's just, it's actually skin moisturizing, uh, and it, it improves mm-hmm. the skin health as, a, as an overall and great people. They've always just been super community give through, um, DM and whatnot. Always appreciative if I share anything and I really, really do like the product. And like yeah. anybody, if you're, if you're in a jujitsu gym, you're always somewhat susceptible to other people's, um, you know, hygiene practices and whatnot. So having the, wi- you know, having the wipes and then having the soap as well as like different, different options from them, you can yep. really, really cover all your bases. Cause I've had to leave class and run errands. I take a wipe and kind of wipe myself down until I can get to the soap at home and never, ever have an issue. So defense soap, yep. you know, you're talking, you can get a three pack for 20 bucks or something like that. And they're really, yep. really, really good. Sweet. Well, let's move on to, you want to do hunt stuff or training stuff? Let's do training stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I wrote down, I just wrote down two things cause I figured everything else would be covered under what you wrote down <laughs> in terms of <laughs> similarities of the two. Sure. Um, I, I, you know, I know we have, we have center mass bells on there that you wrote down and stuff, mm-hmm. but all of the kettlebells that I have that I've used forever have all come from uh, kettlebellkings.com mm-hmm. and they make incredibly high quality uh, kettlebells and stuff. I have the cast iron ones like the one piece cast iron ones that are awesome. Mm-hmm. Mine go, 
Um, I have mine from 26 all the way up to 106 pounds, varying weights and stuff in between there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, man, I freaking brutalize those things and, uh, you know, they're left outside a lot. They're left in freezing cold sheds. They're left in mud and dirt when I'm using them in the yard and stuff for a few days at a time when I forget to put them away. And like the, the, there's zero chipping, there's zero anything like they're just super, well-made kettlebells and i've used them for like six seven years now and loved them so kettlebell kings would be up on that list for me yeah well you know for me i mentioned the center mass bells and one of the things that people kind of you know they wonder about them is what is the benefit well unlike a unlike a dumbbell you're never going to have that moment when the bottom or the top kind of pulls you out of your your momentum curve Um, some may, some people may not like that statement, but I do, as I age, you don't want shearing on the joint. You don't want anything that's kind of out of balance. You just want to stay in a good plane. And those center mass bells are exactly that they're centrifugally massed. So when you move those things around or you pronate or supinate your hand, as long as you stay in the plane, that thing will stay balanced and it opens up an entire different world of stimulation process. So those are really, really good. I suggested two thirty fives. $100 $100 a piece, $200 for the set. Try those out. And if nothing else, it's going to satisfy one, one area in your arsenal of I've got 25-pound dumbbells, 50-pound dumbbells, and so on. It's going to be a filler sport, spot for you, but it's also going to be yep. a tester. If you like it, great. Buy more. If you don't, you've got a set, and it's going to be functional. The way I use those a lot differently than some is I'll actually use the lip a lot more. I'll I'll carry those like a farmer's carry just in the lip. Even 35 pounds. You may not you may not get the burn in 20 yards, but if you walk 5 minutes, 6 minutes, 10 minutes with those things in your fingers, come back yep. and shake my hand tomorrow and we'll see how good it feels. You know, like they're a very very versatile tool. T-Mac, he puts a kind of like a spud ink strap through them and throws them like a damn hammer. You know, like he throws them over his shoulder and everything Tracy and McGrady. they're du- they're ductile. Yeah. They're ductile iron. So be sure that when you're looking at any product <laughs> similar or, or not. Yeah. Ductile iron is a stronger, more durable. Uh, it's a longer lasting iron. It's got more rust preventative qualities and so on and so forth. Yep. And, you know, if you were to swing it into another like object of this, of a lesser material, it might destroy that one as well. So, ductile iron is the way to go in um in those for sure um mm-hmm. i've got cast iron and ductile iron kettlebells and i can't tell a difference and for most yep. people you probably went to on the center mass bells but if you're going to spend a discerning dollar and you can get basically the same same price point for different material yep. always choose the better material <clears throat> the uh the other only thing that i wrote down under the training category is a 110 ten dollar rubber made stock tank Hundred yeah. gallons, yeah. <laughs> For all my the ice, ice bath folk, that easy, like it remo- you know, it's a very accessible way to do it to get mm-hmm. into it. In this scenario, unless you live in the northern part of the country, like I do, where now we're at the time where it doesn't matter if I have ice, I can leave it in water overnight, yeah. and I have plenty cold water. In this scenario, you'll have to buy ice, yeah. Unless you're in that, unless you're like in the environment where I am, but it's something where it's like if you want to get into it, and you want to do it. You don't have to drop five grand on one of these Morozco forged, you know, yeah. chilled. It's made filtered, out of hand harvested copper, <laughs> you know, something like that. 
It's just twenty thousand dollars, and it's chiseled out of Greek marble. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so you don't need that um, to just get started because that's one of the you know when I post ice bath stuff, it's like, well, what do I need to do? I'm like, dude, just find something to put water and ice in. It doesn't matter what it is. And those are essentially what you know things like ice barrels are for several hundred dollars less than what those things are. Or baths. So I mean, or just a straight bath. I've used my bathtub a hundred times for ice baths. Two dollar bag ice. Exactly. Get to town. And we actually don't even have one in this house. Like we have, we have, a, we are in a two bedroom, one bathroom thing and we have a shower. So there's like, there's not even a tub in this. So I have to have one of those things for submersive sure. stuff, but even like the shower can get cold enough. Yeah. Especially in the winter when pipes are colder anyways. Yeah. But like, if you want to just get into it, you can go to any tractor supply or something like that, or even order them from Amazon. They're like 110 bucks yep. for a hundred gallon thing, which is big enough for almost everybody to, to have one. Well, and I'll say this too. This is, um, you know, obviously I think the mace is a, worthwhile lifelong investment $260 mm-hmm. for a 10 kilo they go up variably from there but a 10 kilo I think most people will need beyond that but leverage is a wonderful thing because you can change the angle on your hand positioning and gain more more uh, yep. tension so yep. a 10 kilo serves me very well I have a 14 but the 10 is my primary that I use most often and yep. 260 bucks there I would say some battle ropes that's a really, really excellent home edition. You can find those anywhere from $79 to $250, you know, and again, mm-hmm. um, just do a little reading and use a little discernment and you'll be able to figure out where you need to go. Wolf Brigade also offers battle ropes. Sornex off- offers battle ropes. Um, yep. I think something like that is a valuable tool. And furthermore, I would just tell someone to find a generic sled of some sort. If you're looking for yeah. a home gym training tool that will really directly correlate to benefit, just find a sled. You can find some of these simple things or hell, you can get a straight pipe and weld it. It's it's like one circular weld and a horseshoe welded yeah. on the end and you can like link right up and be dragging in an hour. I've done it with a tire. Yeah, for sure. Like you take a, you drill a hole through the tire yep. with one of those like eyelet hooks yep. and you get a chain and a belt on the other side and then you can just load stuff on top of the tire and it's yeah. just as easy. It sucks so, worse than slick metal, but it is definitely yeah. the same. I mean, you're not trying to do something with a sled that's fun anyway. Like it's supposed right. to be effective. So that, right. that's a good one. Yep. Oh, um, and here's a freebie. Here's a freebie. Yeah. Yeah, do it. All of your localized uh, large tire I guess you would say disposals. So like there's a yeah. Firestone around here in Lexington that is a sales and disposal. You can go up there at any time and pick up a tractor tire used for free yeah. because they have yep. to then pay to, to dispose of it. So you can get from a little one up to a thousand pounds or more. If you're strong enough to do it, you can get these tires for free. So look for places like your Firestone Service Center or whatnot. Not the oil change, but like the tire hub where they would actually be a distributor to all the local fire. Schwab has them a bunch yeah. too. So yep. they're out there, but that's a freebie. And if you just want to surprise somebody with an awesome way to get strong and jacked for free, go pick <laughs> yeah. them up a tractor tire. Yes. Do you have anything else in the training category? Not really. I mean, I could name a few okay. other things. Um, an Ancor would probably be the other one. You know, it's a $650 unit, but it gives you a variable cable system anywhere you want yep. from the back of your truck to your home gym to whatever you can attach it to. So pretty awesome. Yep, deal. Sweet. Okay. Um, want to move on to hunt stuff now. Yep. So I broke, I, I further categorized this into apparel and then gear Yep. just so we could keep things separated a little bit. So I'll start on the gear side of things. Um, 
I'll work from what is I've been using the most recently mm-hmm. that I've that I've really enjoyed, and I'll do arrows first because that's been one of the things I've been really obviously diving into lately. But um, if you're if you're a trad guy mm-hmm. out there, I've been shooting the Black Eagle Instincts and are killer. The ones that I have are the 350 spine, and I have of a hundred. 100 grain insert or outsert and then or half i think it's a half out on these ones and then um 150 tip so 250 up front and the 350 spine and i have the fletchings and everything that came with them straight out of the box yeah they're beautiful uh, right out of the box they're they're awesome yeah they're awesome i actually shot two of the fletchings off of them last night at league night so i had to get left them there to get refletched but uh they're great i really enjoyed those ones i've done um the traditional arrows that Easton had also mm-hmm. that I liked. Yep. Um, the vintage. But the vintage ones. Yep. yep. And I've I've really liked these Black Eagle ones. So that's been the most recent for me. And when then with that, um, we were talking about it when you were doing the sharpening thing earlier. But as far as broadheads go, uh, I've had the Rocky Mountain Specialty Cutthroats, mm-hmm. the three blade, which are the ones that I use this year. And the three, I, you know, like if you're a three blade or a two blade, whatever, they have two blade versions that are single bevels on the two blades, which is cool. Um, but the three blade ones are awesome and they're shaped cool. They have like this concave kind of shape rather than a straight, straight deal on all of them. But they, we were talking before when you were sharpening them, like they can get crazy sharp. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Well, just on a, just on a simple metal file and that work sharp tool, that 20 degree guide I showed you, I was able to take these from a 500 uh, as far as their sharpness on the razor scale or the sharpness scale down to a 185, um, which is essentially wow. like a double-sided razor. I mean, it's just, yep. it's insanely sharp. So I was able to get those under 200 just with those two things. But the Rocky Mountain uh, three-blade cutthroat has been absolutely yep. devastating. That was the one I shot it and I shot the front shoulder or just beside the front shoulder. So it didn't hit bone, it hit flesh of a pig and it literally penetrated all the way through the pig and came out the opposite hind quarter. And, <clears throat> you know, you're talking about something moving at 174 to 180 feet per second, as far as the arrow, which is like walking in terms compared to the compound speeds that we see of Seriously, like 280 to 300, that. you know? <laughs> um, so just an absolutely well-designed broadhead, another broadhead that I've used very successfully this year um, and these are just, these are not because of preference. These are just because of weight variance. I tried to get a 150 in a build, a 175, and then a 200 in a build. The yep. Rocky Mountains are 200 grains. They offer those down to 100. And then yep. the Evolution Outdoors Jekyll, which is their fixed blade, um, it's the dangerous game set at 175 grain. Absolutely been devastating. And then I have 150 uh, Iron Wheels and Evolutions that I've been using as well. <clears throat> Cannot tell you that all three of those will do the job and I'll kind of categorize them as this. The evolution is probably the lowest price point on the three, but also yep. like uh, you can reuse them and you can sharpen them and they, they have replacement kits that are much cheaper uh, for just some of the bleeder blades and stuff, but they are a little bit harder to sharpen. So that might be categorized a little more in a replaceable or disposable broadhead. Sure. Sure. Whereas the Rocky Mountains, they come in a little more expensive, around seventy. Those are definitely they can be sharpened and resharpened and for reused. a three pack of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and then lastly, the Iron Will, which is basically just a 
it's a steel cutting steel. So it's one of the hardest, best edge retention steels you can put on the market in the merger of both. They're going to be like 129 to 30 for three. So that's kind gotcha. of three tiers for me. The evolution, yeah. killer, amazing, very affordable, and and likely you can sharpen but may need to replace. The other yep. two, as they get a little more expensive, can be sharpened and maintained as long as you're willing to do that. So, Yep, for sure. Um, in that same in that same category with, with trad stuff, um, because we've, we've talked about them a lot on here, a cool gift idea also for the trad guys is having one of the Selway quivers. Um, I wrote that down because they're super high quality and we, you know, we talk about Drew and, and what they do all the time, but it's literally just super high quality stuff. And they, if you want to go the custom route, he can do custom engravings like he's done with the ones that each of us have any design, like anything you want, you, you send him the file and he'll give you the specs and stuff and he'll laser print the some bitch right on yeah. the on the rawhide. And it's awesome. Yeah. So there, and there also is like the rawhide and plastic hood mm-hmm. versions. I'm like, there's different versions of them, different price points as well. So budget wise you have options. Um, but yeah, they're, they're super killer. So Selway archery for those. Yeah. I think for me, another one that I would say as far as the gear stuff, um, you know, is a good, is a good flashlight, like for the field, something that is not super, super heavy, but also like has the right lumens. And Nemo has been a company that I've started using some of their stuff on. I have no, I have no working relationship or even introduction to the company. This was just on the suggestion of a couple of my friends and I've really, really liked their stuff. They do tend to be 10 to 15% more than, you know, a lot of the competitors, but I have seen the ease of use, the the life of the battery, as well as the brightness of the bulbs or the LED is just insanely good. So Nemo's would be something that I would recommend if you're looking for a flashlight. Do they do headlamps too? Or yeah, just, they do it all. They do the works. Do they? they do everything, yeah. yeah. I'm always looking for good headlamps and stuff. Yeah, I need to just go back to like the coal miner style, like the big just train in, you know, the train engine on the, the front, front end. end off a flashlight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, they used to use those that when they were, uh, coon hunting at night, you know, the, some of the coon hunters yeah. helmets were incredible. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, I have, I have one category that's in here. That's optics related. Yep. Uh, so the, the ones that I, I use vortex stuff right yep. currently anyways, I've really enjoyed the vortex, the, the binos that I have are the, um, 10 by 42 diamondbacks. Yep. And that's a great bino set. Great, great bino set. And it's on the more affordable end of stuff of that vortex makes, which is already kind of priced at a place that's more accessible to a lot of hunters that don't have to go the several thousand dollars Swarovski (laughs) route, you know, to get good stuff. Um, but they, I mean the stuff, the type of hunting that I do where I'm doing a lot of distance viewing, Mm -hmm. cross canyons, multiple canyons. Like you've seen, I've posted some pictures of stuff. If you're a guy that hunts out West covers every basis that you'd need out here, like 10 by 42, I think is the most general, like can get the job done no matter what type of hunting that you're doing for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, is like the mace, right? It comes down to what are you going to use most often? And most people, if you're just going to be a generalized hunter, I think a 1042 or a 1050, is a really, really good option yeah. or a 12 by 50. It would be the other argument there. Um, sure. Or some of the, I mean, Suarez makes 11s, uh, Sigs makes 11s. So it's kind of like, 
you know, within those scope of numbers, 1042 and 1250, that's kind of the range that we're talking about yeah. there. But um, I use the SIG Zulus and um, they're, they're so impressive for the price point. They're just over a thousand dollars and it somewhere falls into price point is a little bit above loophole and about half of a Swarovski, you know, and you get into um, like Zeiss or Swaros or Lucas or anything like that. You're going to be in a similar price point there. But what I'll tell you for the price point of, of the Sig Zulus is that, if somebody didn't know and wasn't trained every day on Swaros and you would just look through them occasionally, the step up from most of the competitors in that price point to the SIGs is significant. And for somebody that, like I said, wasn't used to Swaros would be like, man, these are like crystal clear. And I mean, crystal is in like the technology crystal that's used yeah. in Swaros. Yeah. It feels like that. But then obviously beside, you know, you put a set of Swaros on right after that and you're going to get more detail than the SIGs. But for as sure. a mid-level, mid to upper level, $1,000 set of binos that will last you for years, I think the SIG Zulus have been really good. More on the economic side, I've had the Vortex Diamondbacks myself. I've had mm-hmm. the Loophold the um, Centiums or Santiums, however you say that. All of them have been really, really good. Um, it's just that I was, I found myself in a position that I could get those SIGs and they worked better than what I was using previously. So, but again, I killed animals with everything I've used. So, and the, the next step, as far as, um, magnification goes, if I was going up in magnification, I, for what I type of hunting I do, I would just, I'd go for a spotting scope. Um, and vortex, the one that I've used was, uh, one of the razor HDs. Mm-hmm. And that was what we used on when we're hunting up mule deer this year. That's generally what I would use a spotting scope more for is hunting mule deer yep. when they're, you know, way hard to see just in general already. Yeah. Um, those razor HDs from vortex are, are really well, really well made. So for spotting scope purposes, that would be what I, that that's what I use. So that would be where I'd go for that. Yeah. I mean, and again, it, it depends on what you need and what you're looking for. Like, my 11s are my 10s essentially, but they're in 11 are my SIGs. My 15s mm-hmm. are still loopholed. And then I have a SIG spotting scope. So yeah. typically when I replace gear, I do it in off years or, you know, every couple of years. So the 15s will probably upgrade, but those will actually be something more. I'm not just going to buy another set of 15s. I'll probably buy a set of like Swaro 12s, you know, sure. um, just trying to refine my kit because I'm still going to have the 15s. You know what I mean? So it doesn't make sense to, yeah. to replace a 15 with another 15. Yeah. But I do like the loophole 15s a lot relatively to the SIG. I, did, I didn't see a significant gain in the higher scope volumes of the SIG versus the loophole. Loopholes sure. seem to get better as they went higher. Um, yep. But the SIG scope has been amazing for me this year um, and last year too. I mean, I got it at the end of the season, was able to use it a little bit, but I've scouted some and used it pretty religiously. The all in um, the mag scope stuff is also a huge benefit. If you're going to be digiscoping, um, you know, I've, I know a few people that are tied over there Isaac Aleman Sr., Martin Chag. I think it's actually Martin's design on some of that stuff because he's like a, he's a guru when it comes to scouting and shed hunting and stuff. So check those out all in O L L I N. They're a great digiscope company. Yep. That's a good one. Um, 
the other one in this in the my last one in the gear section <clears throat> well i guess there's two but they kind of go together was is packs and bino harness yep um i've been using for the last two seasons now i've had my tnk mm-hmm. harness uh which are so incredibly well made yeah. another made in america place made over in south dakota um the, they're growing really well and really steadily and making just incredible stuff and what i love he might be one of the better instagram marketers of a small business that i've seen just in the sense of he is he will say exactly what it is that needs to be said about pricing and dealing with customers that are a hassle and but still also at the same time like doing having really amazing customer service yeah like if, if like you're not an it's asshole not like he's just crapping on yeah. people for no reason like it's you know it's he knows how to deal with trolls yeah. really well well and you and know i appreciate he's a, about he's it. a marine so it's like <laughs> exactly you're, you're not gonna get <laughs> exactly. much past that guy that he hasn't seen or heard <laughs> but yeah i like exactly. i like what he's about a lot um for the same reasons like if you give it to him he's gonna give it back but if you really need help yep. he will go bend his back out of the way to, to do anything you can for you. I have the yep. gen two pouch. Um, I'm a little bit sour that I don't have a gen three yet in that. Um, yeah. I bought a couple marsupial bino packs this year. I bought the frog skin and then I bought a gray one. Uh, shout out to Jim at marsupial for just being an awesome fucking owner of another American made company here in, in the States. Yep. And then this year, primarily because of, um, I've just kind of been on a testing little bit crew with the Kafaru bino pack. I got mm-hmm. an early release and was just asked to give honest feedback on it. I I have no complaints whatsoever about the TNK that I have, the marsupials that I have, the Kafarus that I have. They're all very different. They all yeah. have different feature options. And it's like when I'm wearing one, it's like, oh, I wish it was a little bit more like this one in this regard, but everything else yep. is the way I want it. And then when I'm wearing the yeah. other one, it's like, this is awesome. I just wish it had this little feature that the other one has. So, I don't think you're going to find one unless you build one, you know, from start to finish, you're not going to find an exact pack that satisfies every single detail that you're looking for. And one yeah. of the drawbacks to using multiple things is that you start to learn things that you like, but some of your favorite products don't have those options. Sure. So yeah. again, I think made in America, Bino pack, Kafaru, TNK, marsupial, they're all within five, 10 bucks of the same set. They can, they're so unbelievably customizable to what you need, whether it's accessory yeah. pack, a, a rangefinder pack or a gun holster or a, more, a hand muff, whatever it yep. may be. Like th- these can be built exactly to what you want. Support American made. Those are three good ones. And as far as the accessory parts go, cause like you said, everybody can, you can customize the whole kit to whatever you need. Mm-hmm. The one I will run, um, I have the rangefinder pouch on one side yep. and I have the wind check pouch on the other. Yep. And then next year I'm going to add in, <clears throat> I'm going to add in the, the behind the rut holster yep. that goes behind. Cause he's made it so you can attach them to the TNK stuff yeah, really yeah. easily. And then they've actually also come out with, he's revamped the, the back, like the, the belt. Thing. Yeah. So it's actually more backpacky yeah. on the back, fills out a little bit more on the back and looks way comfortable. So I think I'll probably replace my back half with what the new one, yeah. um, has those as well so like you said all of these totally customizable to whatever kind of hunting you're doing but yeah those have been those have been the really good ones for me and then as far as packs like you mentioned kifaru already um the one pack that i've used pretty consistently for the last two years was exo mm-hmm. mountain gear another local 
place. Like they make them right up right here in Boise, just a handful of minutes away. Great. They have great, uh, customer service, great warranty on things as well. Like, or even if you have any issues, like if a belt breaks mm-hmm. or something frays or whatever, like they'll either replace that part or I've heard of several times they've replaced the entire bag. Yeah. If something, if something happens like that. So they're really good about taking care of people. And they're in the ultralight market. Like they're, they're the ones that are focused on like the ultralight backpack hunter and they're, they're really well made. Yeah, they are. They're super. And I've, and like, again, I've put some stuff through some, I put it through the ringer on a couple of instances with that, with the one pack I've used specifically, which I have the, Cause they're so they're all interchangeable. So the bag part that I've used was the 3,600, yeah. um, size wise. Yeah. I, you know, for the type, I don't need any bigger than that because my hunts usually aren't more than like three, three ish days yeah. at a time. Like if I was doing, if I was going back and having to bivy, bivy in and like carry six days worth of stuff, I'd get one of the bigger sure. 4,800 or 72 or whatever the the biggest one is. But yeah. the 36 is, is perfect for mul- like a three to four day, situation where you can, you know, if you're coming back to camp at night and whatever, but still have enough to carry stuff out and bring whatever you need in. So yeah, that's been the one that's been good to me. Yeah. So for me, I kind of gave a full deconstruction of my bag because it's been a, it's been a herc and jerk for me. Like, you know, I liked it and then I added some accessory bags to it and then they were great. And then I found out another option was available. So it's kind of like mutated into the exact bag that I love, not for everybody but I'll just want to break it down. So the initial bag is the striker XL from Kafaru. And imagine this as a clamshell bag that you could stuff a, an elk leg in between the clamshell, whatever was still having a true backpack on the front side. Now being that it is designed as a, as a camp pack or a pack out pack originally, you do lose some of your carry. So like I couldn't pack, for a trip, a two, three day trip in just this bag, unless I filled my clamshell, but I didn't want to get dirt on my clothes or didn't want to get debris on it. So I added a camp bag. What that is, is just a top down foldable that wedges right into the clamshell perfectly snaps. Yep. I have a Sherman pocket on the outside that is like a clamshell for the front. So I've got two clamshells and then three separate individual containers that are within, and it makes it so versatile like you can you can literally strip the sherman pocket off the front in two clips you can take the yep. camp bag out and suck it down with the the straps and now you just have a one tier backpack so it's it's versatile as you want it to be and it's all clip system it's got webbing on it for different additions and whatnot uh, the bag itself is 325 the sherman pocket is a hundred dollars and the camp bag is about a hundred dollars so it's expensive it's 525 dollars for the kit plus yep. you have to have a frame so the fact of the matter is this is an investment, but I have hunted as hard as I've ever hunted the last two years and save a couple of whitetail hunts where it was like quick in and out, small bag stuff. This bag has been yep. on my shoulders religiously when I've traveled, when I've hunted, when I've done everything. So for me, the initial cost of entry is met by the quality, the warranty, and the fact that it is made by people I know, friends I trust in America. So that's the one for me. Um, obviously I have a couple other bags from Kafaru that are great, but if somebody was looking for a one time cover all your bases, that striker XL camp pack Sherman pocket. Um, I think that's it for me on gear. I can, we can kind of move into the final one that I have written down anyways, which is on the apparel side of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'll start from the bottom up. I'll start with boots. 
because the boots that I use are probably not the ones that most people hunting use. Okay. You know, at least. And so I, you know, you get a lot of, I think you put in uh, one in there, but I used for the last two years, the Vivo yep. barefoot trackers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a version that's a li- like a, they've redone them another generation's worth. And I think there's one version that's a little bit stiffer in the ankle and a little more insulated than the one that I have. Um, but the ones that I have, the trackers are amazing and they're, you know, it's real genuine leather made out of them. They're really high quality made. Um, but I've been a barefoot shoe guy for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And I'm to the point where like even wearing a pair of vans hurts my feet because of how closed in it feels like I'm wearing a a cast. And so I tried it with a couple of like you know, I've tried on crispies mm-hmm. and I've tried on schnees yeah. and like all these things and they just feel too tight on my feet. Yeah. And so I, I went last year thinking like, am I even going to be able to wear these in a hunting scenario and have them perform how I need them to? Mm-hmm. And it- I'm back. I thought something bad happened. Oh, it was almost <laughs> the end right there. Everybody Mike just came unplugged. Um, I took them the first time I took them was on my elk hunt last September in 22. And I mean, they were as good as anything. And I will say this, having done the barefoot shoe thing for so long prior, I was in a much better place. I wouldn't necessarily, if you've never done barefoot shoes or like gone that realm, I wouldn't say buy a pair of trackers and then go on a hunt. If you've never worn stuff like that, because you're not your, your feet and your ankle and your lower leg health and strength is probably not where it needs to be in order to wear shoes like that. Mm -hmm. So that would be my one preface or caveat to getting those is if you've never worn anything like that, but I got them for Christmas the year prior. And basically I have like two things of shoes that I wear. Like I have those grounding sandals Mm -hmm. that I got from Rob at, um, the grounded athlete, Yep, which that's another thing actually on here that isn't hunt related, but I figured I'd throw those in there. Um, and I have like one pair of Vivo trainers Mm -hmm. and then my Vivo boots. Like that's literally the only shoe wear I ever wear because I'm to that point where most just feel super weird on my feet. But those ones that, and, and what's nice about them because they have so much bend and flex and they let your foot splay, uh, I noticed this and was told this when I was hunting this year with Charles was he's like, you know, a lot of times when we're in on a stock, guys will take their boots off, go in in their socks. So they're making less noise. He's like, those are actually pretty dang quiet yeah. because they're, they're so soft and they move really well. They move basically just like heavy socks. Mm-hmm. So that filled a need in that regard too. So the Vivo barefoot trackers are, yeah, from boot standpoint are killer. Yeah. I'll just run down t- uh, a quick list of all my boots. The ones that I suggest most that I've used most heavily would be the crispy Thor two GTX. Um, they're about $275 right now, roughly in the $300 range. Um, the Hong for boots, that's good. Yeah. And they've, and they've stood up for me and I, I believe that they're a wide, I can't remember, but I think they're the wide cause they're made in Italy and they're a little bit narrow anyway. So the wide was like a mandatory for me, but the Hanvag Makras, yep. um, and it's spelled H A N W A G, but it's Hanvag, um, Makra is another boot that I've worn with great success. It wears almost like a basketball shoe, a little less stiff than the crispy, but not much like those two are in the same yep. ballpark and it's right around the same price point. Um, daily, just kind of like pig hunting. I'm on the ground. I'm moving a lot. The Solomons. Um, I can't remember which model yeah. they are, but they're like a GTX 
version and they're super light about 125 bucks and then from there um the lacrosse gun boots or mud boots is what i call them in an 800 and a 1600 if you have i mean that sounds like a lot of boots but you have an early season in the solomon you have a western and a mid season in the crispy or the hanvog and then you have mm-hmm. late season in the lacrosse mud boots like you've pretty much covered all your bases right there yeah Solid. And I was actually just looking up because I wasn't sure where the prices were on the Vivos uh, anymore. 160. The ones, the ones that I have are, were 240. Okay. Um, and then the one that's the like the next, as far as uh, it, it's basically just more insulated yeah. and a little stiffer in the ankle for kind of like those late season, you know, November, late November, December stuff when you're in some snow and that kind of stuff. They're 270. Okay. So it's only a $30, $30 difference in there. But so as far as, I mean, pretty comparable yeah. across the board as far as price, they're not going to be, you know, several hundred extra dollars or something like sure. that. But if you're in the barefoot footwear world, it's, they're good stuff. Yeah. Um, I have... I have two that are kind of accessory apparel stuff. So the one that I've really enjoyed this season was the Uomo beanie mm-hmm. that I have, which Uomo is uh, Cody DeQuisto's yeah. company that he makes uh, apparel for. And I actually really want to get, he has a, he has a wool flannel mm-hmm. top. Yeah. It's like an oh, yeah, outerwear top. Yeah. Whew, it's dope. Um, so I can't speak to that one yet because I haven't tried it. So I'm technically not putting that on the list, but I'm just saying that's what uh, I really want to try from him. But the hat is super comfy one and then kind of another accessory. I think you wrote them on here too, but I did as well. Uh, First Light has some fingerless gloves yeah. that are super solid that I'm I'm big on fingerless glove stuff when I when I go. So Yeah, they're called the uh, Talus and they're 20, Talus. 25 bucks. Um, and the other yeah. thing about them is, you know, I buy mine a size down. Um, just so they kind of fit really tight to my hand because because yep. a glove can change the way a recurve shoots it can change yep. the way that i release and everything else too so i like those very very light but i just found they're mossy oak and they're a wool shell with a fleece liner from uh, walmart i mean they're like 12 bucks but they yeah. actually slide perfectly over that so you get a merino cap on the outside uh, yeah because that is one thing i will say about those like i've been whitetail hunting you know, 15 degrees and my fingertips feel like they're going to fall off. And it's like, it's not always feasible with a, with a, you know, sketched out, cracked out white tail coming at you to move your hands in and out of your pocket. So for me, just having that $12 outer shell solved every problem I was looking at. And not to say that they're bad. They're, they're, those talus gloves are amazing when you need them to be amazing. But one of their downfalls is they do expose the fingers. My fingers get cold anymore. So that $12 solution from Walmart, it's a Merino fleece blend and they look really good. They're green and they've got the textile. So you can touch your um, phone if you need to, or like Onyx or Spartan Forge, whatever you won't be yep. limited by that. Cause a lot of gloves do kill your iPhone use. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we can get into the pants and tops. You want to take that one to start? Yeah. You know, and I broke this down kind of in the sense of, excuse me for referring to my notes here, but Um, I think it's important, you know, in the under $250 range, basically everything, every single thing available from the born primitive outdoor line is under $250. A lot of it's under a hundred, but if I was to tell somebody, you know, if you had 500 bucks and you wanted to go buy two things that will really, really just kind of stand up to whatever you throw at them, I would say the born primitive frontier pant, the, the regular, or the, as of now they're heavyweight. I think they are coming with a heavier version eventually but this is classified as the regular. 
It's 209 bucks. Um, super versatile. The pocket system is second to none. It's super, super friendly. I wear them every single day of my life field or around. And that was the point in the design, you know, a $200 pair of pants. You don't want it to just hang outside of your hunting season. So having these pants, using them in the field, trusting them in the field, depending on them in the field. Um, uh, it's a, it's a well-spent 200 bucks for me. The other one that I would say would be the half zip quiver is probably been the most worn thing I own from born primitive besides the pants. Those run $89. They now have a full zip quiver that has the built-in face mask. That's another option. And then really a great coat for the money is the, the born primitive outdoor tundra jacket. It's 229 bucks, but it's their heavy duty. The, the lightweight is I think 189 or 209. Yeah. And that's more in line of like, um, you can think of like the lightweight Columbia or Patagonia or North face jacket, like just the straight black jacket that most people wear. They have that same offering in weight in a black, a coyote and a sage green. And then the same for the heavyweight as well. So those would be my recommendations. Awesome. The, the, the Tundra jackets are just, they're really, really great. They cut the wind. It's not going to be a lifesaver jacket like the, uh, the Kafaru one. Um, but it is like, for 200 bucks, you're going to outpay, outpace most of your $200 jackets, I think. And I, yeah, as far as specifics on, on the born primitive stuff, I, yeah, the, the frontier pants, I have mine that I wear into the ground are the light versions. Mm-hmm. I know you like the regular ones, which are a little, a little heavier and you wear those a little bit more often, but the light ones, um, I have the, the gray and the black yeah. are the two pair that I have, which I can wear anywhere. Yeah. They're, like they're amazing. And, and that was kind of the point was when they were talking about designing these and keeping them solids, like have stuff that, yeah, you can wear out when you're hunting, but then it's not weird if you go to a date, yeah, or, yeah. you know, like go, go out somewhere and you're wearing the stuff still. So well, some of the camo um, stuff we were talking about this morning, as far as pants, I mean, there's camo pants out there that are $400, $250, yeah. $300. Yeah. And dude, you can look at my closet. You can look at every bag of clothes I've ever donated. And I've never had $300 pair of camo pants. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just because my dollar is, is too discerning for that. Like if I spend $300 on pants, I'm going to buy four pairs of $75 regular pants that I can use in the field rather than one pair of pants that only gets used on one specific hunt, you know? Yeah. So, and if you got the money, get it. But I'm just saying, I think multifunction, like I was thinking about this kind of in regards to the list. I am not a material possessor. I am more of a necessity possessor. Like I definitely have some material things, but most of the things I own, I use on a regular basis or are functional tools towards what I do. I don't have just a lot of material stuff that sits on a shelf or looks pretty in a frame. Like my shit gets used or I don't have it. Yep. Totally. All right. That's the list. I think we crushed it. Yeah, man. Any last, any last things that you've got going on? Like just something that really sticks out to you as a must buy. Honestly, I don't think so. I'm looking back over the list right now and I'm, I think I pretty much covered like all the avenues that I wanted to make sure we covered because it's easy to come on and just talk about a million things. For sure. but it's like, also this is a holiday deal. What would actually make good gifts? Yeah. Well, and beyond you know, that like, too, like 
there's a couple of things that, that maybe will pop in or we talked about that I didn't write down. We'll get those in a, in an organized list. So it's That's, like, yes, we're going to, we're going to put it in the newsletter and email out like with everything, with the links, yep. with everything that we've covered today will all be an email that goes out. this Yeah. Week. And make sure so. this is a perfect time to sign up for the list or to sign up for the email list. It's free. You get benefits of stuff like this in a condensed clickable format where you can I don't know what the fuck he said, but there it is. There's the pants he was talking about. Boom. Link. Right. You're there. So you don't even have to pay attention to this thing to get benefits from the email. Beautiful. You know? That's how it goes. So make it easy. Remove one barrier for everybody. That's my goal. Spread some holiday cheer, folks. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. We'll catch up next week. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much.